Good morning, good morning, and happy Tuesday from the farm. Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Soil, where I talk about topics related to the farmers and ranchers that use hydroponic practices to grow the crops and creatures we need to eat. I am your host, Sean Short, and today is January 3rd, 2023. I'd like to thank you for being with us on this beautiful morning. This episode, I will talk about hydroponic corn, or king corn as some call it, and it really does rule among our crops. I personally can't help but think of John Barleycorn, though. Perhaps that's because I used to be a drunk, or maybe my folks just raised me on some really good music. That being said, corn was born in southern Mexico. Most historians believe that it was domesticated in the south-central area of that country, and geneticists and ethnobotanists claim that it was originally domesticated somewhere between 7,500 and 12,000 years ago, which makes it as old or even older than our friends alfalfa and barley. There are hundreds of different varieties of corn, but in general there are three types. We have our dent or field corn, sweet corn, and popcorn. This does slightly overlook or ignore the land races as a type, but all of the varieties of corn will grow under hydroponic cultivation. The choice of seed mostly depends upon cost. In a lot of areas, dent corn is going to be the cheapest. You might be able to find some sweet corn seed in other areas at a similar price, yet sweet corn and popcorn are grown for humans, so they're more likely to have a higher cost. Almost every imaginable form of corn is used for feedstuff. Grain, silage, and roughage are a significant component in a livestock diet. So corn is an ideal crop because it's quick growing, high yielding, very palatable to the animal, and nutritious. Among the cultivated non-legume crops, corn is the most important crop grown under irrigated conditions. Now it is an extremely prolific crop in other areas than agriculture and corn futures are traded on different international markets. The Encyclopedia of Life and the USDA cite corn usage in the United States for the past and they show about 40% of corn is used for animal feed 35% of corn is used for industrial applications and 10% is used for human food with the rest destined for little niche markets and mostly exports. This plastic nature of corn makes it a very promising crop beyond just the agricultural industries. Did someone maybe say hydroponic biofuel? Corn is widely distributed throughout the world and grown all over. A greater weight of corn is produced yearly than any other grain. 
So something to note is that a lot of corn growers also go by the bushel. So I should say that the U.S. Grain Council says there are 56 pounds per bushel of corn. So it is slightly different because of the different grain size. In 2021, corn producers used almost 500 million acres to grow 1.3 billion tons or 46 billion bushels of corn. It's a lot of corn and a lot of space. Data from the USDA cites that the U.S. corn producers used 85 million acres to grow 420 million tons or around 15 billion bushels. So that means American farmers grew about a third of the world's corn harvest and they did that on an area about the size of Germany. Now another thing that's neat is that corn fodder can also be produced in a short amount of time. Most producers produce it in about six to ten days. The hydroponic yields of corn are also significantly higher and they have seen estimates exceeding 25 tons of fresh matter per acre based on an eight-day cycle and when dried farmers are getting about 15 tons of dry matter per acre so this would be enough to feed 13 to 15 cattle a day with an average body weight gain of about six to 900 pounds. Or you could likely grow about 140, 150 sheep, gaining about 50 to 75 pounds a day. Uh, some farmers producing hydroponic corn fodder have reported a fresh yield of almost eight pounds from one pound of corn seed in eight days. So this is similar to alfalfa. As a resort, as a result, corn fodder is about five to six times more on a fresh basis than field grown corn. So we got to think about when we dry that. But when comparing corn to the field, it's best to probably compare it to silage and the corn used for grain. So corn is harvested at about 55 to 65 days when used as grain forage. And silage grown corn takes around 80 to 100 days. Uh, grain grown corn takes about 100 days or longer. Now, as I mentioned earlier, corn is highly valued for its high yield and inability to be nutritious and palatable. So this makes it for excellent silage and it can essentially be harvested for all of those different components in a single operation without significant leaf loss. I did earlier say that corn is king. It has shown us how to do and harvest so much more efficiently. Farmers that have fed corn silage to their cows notice that they produce more milk and they consume more silage dry matters than those that are fed sorghum silage. So what this is suggesting is that cows really love corn silage, specifically 
dairy cattle because it's extensively used for lactating cows. It has that high energy that helps that milk production for the farmer. It helps maximize what it is they're going to get. What's to note is that hydroponic corn fodder can also be ensiled just like forage from the field. Unfortunately, data on the water use efficiency of hydroponic corn fodder is not easily accessible. The data I could find came from Nigerian researchers, but it was a bit inconclusive. We could do a little bit of a thought exercise to better understand what the water use efficiency of hydroponic corn fodder might look like. Grass-like crops, such as barley and corn, can use water much more efficiently than other plants or crops like alfalfa, which is one of the reasons that we continuously cultivate these crops under irrigated agriculture. So given this grass nature of corn, one could speculate that it has a similar water use efficiency as hydroponically grown barley. Another way that we could look at this would be to see that field corn's water use is comparable to field-grown barley. Corn is a lot more water efficient than the legumes like alfalfa, so in terms of water use efficiency, corn is an excellent candidate for hydroponic fodder. Now from a nutritional standpoint, it is also a very valuable crop. Like alfalfa, corn is gluten-free and has a significant amount of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants that benefit livestock. However, there really isn't much information on hydroponic corn fodder's vitamin and mineral content like there is for alfalfa and barley. The research seems to only have looked at the macromolecules like protein and fat. So there is a need to fill in these gaps for vitamins and minerals. We are calling all researchers, though one could speculate that hydroponic corn fodder is going to follow the same trends as alfalfa and barley. The crude protein content of corn seed is significantly increased after seven days of sprouting with a dry matter content ranging from 11 to 14%. The fiber contents of hydroponically grown corn are similar to field grown corn. And as with barley and alfalfa, there is also less ash. Of note is that hydroponic corn fodder contains higher crude protein, a similar crude fiber, and less ash than conventional corn forage. Now we know that corn forage, silage, and grain are good sources of vitamin C, E, and a great source of, of gluten. These vitamins promote a healthy immune system, they give good vision, and they make for great skin and fur for your animals. 
aside from those vitamins and minerals, corn also contains some very important B vitamins, including B3, B7, B2, and B6. The studies done by other researchers mentioned in other episodes have consistently shown that livestock like poultry, pigs, and ruminants benefit from rations of hydroponically grown corn fodder. I wonder how it is that you may use corn in your operation given that corn is one of the most prolific agricultural crops. How, how do you feed it out? Is it fed as a grain? Do you silage? Do you buy feed or supplement that contains corn? I personally like to use cracked corn for my hens. Uh, I add that as a supplement, especially during these winter times and when we have cold snaps like we did a couple weeks ago. The chickens tend to like the cracked corn a lot more than the larger kernels of crops like corn, specifically when they're not broken or just sprouted hydroponically. As always, I would love to hear or read your thoughts, so please do leave a comment or shoot over an email to sean at thinkingoutsidethesoil.com. That's S-E-A-N like Sean Connery. I don't always get the chance to reply, but I do read every single comment and every single email. If you want to learn more about how hydroponic fodder helps farmers save water, improve livestock quality, and become better stewards, head on over to thinkingoutsidethesoil.com. Right now, I am running a special offer so you can get a copy of the book for free. I bought a bunch, so all I ask is that you take care of the shipping and handling. This is a way better deal than you could find online, than you could find at Amazon or at your local bookstore. So please do not miss out on getting your copy and joining the next agricultural revolution. And thank you again for being with me on another episode of Thinking Outside the Soil. Take care and have a lovely